This episode of The How of Car Washing is sponsored by AquaBio. AquaBio saves vehicle washes money every day on their water and sewer costs. To find out how, contact the specialist at AquaBio today by visiting aquabio.co or by texting the word clean water to 31996. That's the word clean water to 31996. Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Hello, Car Wash Nation. How you doing today? Welcome to this episode of the How of Car Washing. <laughs> Special guest. Henry Lopez. Henry laughs at that because uh, we actually got started with a podcast and starts like that. But I love it. I love, I I love, love it too. It's, it's, called, uh, it's called enthusiasm, right? We yeah. love this. We love yeah. this. We love talking about car washes. So it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of have a topic today. I wanted Henry to kind of join me on because it is an interesting topic. But uh, boy, it's been cold in Colorado. What's the weather been mm. like in, in your neck of the woods? We have had snow and cold and it's hard to wash cars and people think you should be able to wash cars when it's single digits outside. I know. Thank goodness. Uh, are we glad we added memberships? Huh? Uh, it is. Uh, so we're, we're recording this in late uh, February and it's cold, but no snow. I don't think we've had much snow yet this year, but cold and rainy is what we get, which I think sometimes is even more miserable. Right. Right. And we're going to see each other next week at the Southwest trade show. So we're excited that's right. about that. Um, that's a great trade show to get the year started off. So I'm trusting by the time you hear this, you've gone and you've enjoyed it and you're making your schedule out for other trade shows. I think those trade shows are extremely valuable for learning. There's going to be a lot of sessions, a lot of learning sessions. I'm going to do one on task management and maintenance on Sunday, I think at 2.30 is when I start. Uh, so I'm going to be involved in one of the fast talks. But uh, yeah, just a lot of great information, a lot of great people getting together. It's what I love about the industry is when we all get together and learn and how to get better. Yeah, I agree. I, I've mentioned it before, David, that uh, we're fortunate in this industry to have some good groups, organizations, associations. We've got this one this part of the Southwest in Arlington, Texas. We've got the national one. There are a lot of other industries that don't have these trade shows. And like you said, it's such a learning opportunity, but it's such an opportunity for community. You get, as a business owner, I often talk about this on the show that you can get very isolated and it's great when you can come together with like-minded people who are going through the same challenges, who are trying to achieve the same things. And that spirit of community, I, I always leave energized and recharged. Yeah, absolutely. I just love it. It's the first show of the year and I'm excited to see all my friends and colleagues and uh, people I know in the industry. And so we're going to have a booth there too. So that's going to be our first time to uh, have a booth under the Halve Car Washing, and we'll talk about the different products that we offer there. So um, I trusted this is going to air after the show, but trusted we got to meet you and uh, you found some interest. Absolutely. So the topic I want to talk about today, Henry, is this concept of you can only, you know, you can only pick two. So uh, this concept actually, I think, and I heard this story a while back, so I'm going to give it credit, but it's like, the Pentagon was having trouble back in the late 60s, early 70s with, with the projects that, that, they were, uh, that they were managing and executing on. And they were having problems with cost overruns. They were having problems with late projects. And they were having problems with uh, the project scope not being, you know, what they intended it to be. 
And so they hired a consulting team like, like most government contractors do to kind of study this problem. And the answer they came back with was, was pretty simple. Um, and it's something that I've seen quite a bit uh, since then. And it's this, uh, this concept of there's three components to any project out there. There's three components to any business. There's three components to our car wash model. And, uh, and you can only pick two of the three. And I think that's what's interesting. And the, 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 con the, the, the three topics or the three concepts are you're going to be really good at it, which means you're going to, you're going to produce high quality. You're going to do it cheaply, or you're going to do it at the lowest cost, or you're going to do it quickly. You're going to do it fast. And I've had clients come talk to me, you know, about building their new wash and what they want to do. And, uh, you know, they want to be the very best in town. And, uh, you know, they, they want to, they want, they want to be able to produce cars real quick and they want to have high quality and they're going to be the cheapest car wash in town. And I, I hear this constantly because people, you know, they get excited when they're going to build a car wash. They're going to really, you know, get excited and take on the competition. And, um, but when I hear that, I get really concerned and I try to coach them and counsel them that you really can only pick two of those things instead of three. And which two are you going to pick? And, and there's, there's car wash models for all, all aspects of, you know, these two. So let's talk about our car wash model, Henry, where we talk about the exterior express model. Right, right. So, you know, what, what would you say we focus on? Well, definitely we're, we're looking at a visual for your listening to us. It, it's three circles that kind of intertwine and, and fast and cheap is I think, what we are offering as a product. It's, it's uh, fast and convenient, right? The exterior express is you're in and out as quickly as possible. That's always been a focus, certainly as a focus at, at your operations. And then it's a low price point. In fact, that's what's really expanded the whole pie in the industry of more people washing their cars is now for six, seven, eight, whatever your price point might be for your base package. People now are making that choice because it's so affordable. Right. So I think we're definitely delivering in the fast and cheap category, but you know, we'll talk about the, the broader challenge of the public wants it all. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's true. And then, so let's talk about other car wash models. So sure. if you want to have a good car wash, right. So you want high quality car wash mm -hmm. and you want it to be inexpensive then the thing you're giving up is fast, right? So you're going to take more time to deliver that product than you would otherwise. Right. And, and, I, and I think a consumer might think that washing their own car might satisfy that. The problem is, of course, most people who wash their own cars are naive about the actual expense of that, not just in how much water they're wasting, but in, but in from an uh, environmental perspective. But I would think that, you know, a consumer might think, the only way I'm going to get the best detailed wash and the cheapest is if I go and spend a couple hours doing it myself. That's right. That's right. And, and there's some people out there that still enjoy doing that. And we don't, we don't encourage it. We don't recommend it, but uh, you know, people out there that like washing their own car and it does take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, no, if I just want really good, really, really good, the best, but, but not cheap. If I want to go off on that tangent, then I think a, you know, a high end detailing service falls into that category, right? Someone who's going to detail my car to, you know, to the nth degree and I'm going to pay for that. Right. And I think anything that's full service oriented, right? Sure. So you yep. get a lot better quality because you're going to have uh, hands touching it at the end. You're going to make sure it's completely dry. 
you're going to, you know, check, you're going to clean the inside and the outside. Um, you know, you probably are giving up a little bit of the fast though, when you're doing that. So. Right. Although I, I would argue that the, from the consumer's perspective, they want good, but fastish, right? I mean, they understand that that model means I got to get out and wait, but I'm not going to wait too long, right? I'm not going to wait an hour. Uh, so there, there's still an expectation of some fast component there. I know it's not going to be cheap. I know, you know, especially like I have an SUV, so I know I'm going to pay a premium, but I know I'm going to get a good detailed cleaning outside and in. I'm waiting to wait a little bit for that, but not too much. Right. 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 Yeah. So that, that's true. That's true on that. So uh, an example of fast and cheap, what would be, uh, that's us. So That's us. Yeah. That, that okay. definitely is us. We're looking for that balance you know, we'd like to think that we're doing it as good as possible. And we're doing that with the equipment that we've invested in, the, the chemicals, the length of our tunnel, the speed of the tunnel, those kind of things allow us to, you know, deliver as clean a car as possible. But at the end of the day, and I think the majority of our customers understand what they're getting. It's just hard, as you pointed out, when we try to be everything to everybody. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of the topic we want to go to with this is, and, and this was actually, this is actually called the project triangle too. Mm. So the other term that's used for this is yeah. the project triangle. Yeah, I was first exposed to it, David, in, in uh, you know, in software development, my background yeah. in IT, this was a common model. So it doesn't surprise me that it came from the Pentagon because that influenced a lot of how, uh, or especially in the early days, I go way back as to how you developed software systems. Right, right. It's also called the iron triangle too. Sometimes you have to turn the iron triangle because people, people, I, I've seen car wash owners try to push the boundaries on all three mm -hmm. and, and they tend to get frustrated. And I think it's important for any car wash owner or management team to understand what do we do well, but what do we not do well? So yeah. what are we going to be and what are we not going to be? Yeah. So, A perfect example of this, David is, and you, you educated me on this is when we, when a car comes out at the end of our tunnel, it's not perfectly dry, right? Uh, in fact, I could look at it and say, boy, there's a lot of water on that car. But that's one of the trade-offs that we have to make in an exterior express that I'm not going to apply labor to, right? That that car is not going to be perfectly dry. And I think yeah. that the majority of our customers accept that trade-off. Yep. Right, right. And I, that's not to say that all exterior express has to operate like that because that's I right. They're express operating where they have people drying at the end of the tunnel. I have human beings mm -hmm. finish the car at the end of the tunnel as quickly as they can. Mm -hmm. And that's to increase the quality, right? So they're focused that's on right. trying to increase the quality. Now they're probably going to have to charge a little bit more for that. And they're probably not going to be as fast as we probably are since we don't touch the car, but that's, those are the trade-offs that they're making. Yeah, so not they, as fast, and, and they're not going to do it as you know cheaply. They're not going to be able to offer it as cheaply. Right. It's, it's funny on that topic, David. I've observed, and you have a lot more experience than I do in this. And I, I observed that a lot of it has to do market by market, kind of what was set as an early expectation, tends to then drive what people expect. But, but as a good point, I want to touch on this because I think it's so critical from an operations perspective. A good example that you've always spoken to is initially in your market, you had to do prep, right? It was just kind of everybody did prep, so you felt customers expected prep. But you took it away, and you're still washing more cars than you used to, right? Right. So that's another example where sometimes we think that the customer has to have this. Um, but I, I think that most of our customers understand what it is that they're buying. Right. 
Yeah, and I think it is. I think the vast majority of our customers do, but I've, I've, uh, you know, I've seen companies try to push the boundaries in all three. Yes, and something's going to suffer. Something's going right. to suffer. So, and I think the reason we do that is that there is a smaller vocal minority of customers that demand it all, right? That they expect it all, and yeah. and we got to be careful not to listen too much to that small group of customers. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. I think uh, like we, we don't vacuum cars. We've got a central vacuum unit. We provide free vacuums. And so we give our customers the ability to vacuum. So there's really no expectation in that regard that, you know, we're going to vacuum for them. Mm -hmm. So the other part of that is when the car comes out, it's a little bit wet. Um, you know, there's an expectation that, you know, that if you want to see it dried off completely and then pull it in the parking lot and, vacuum your car and get out a towel and finish it up. And that, that's what I do when I wash the car is I've got towels in the back seat and I grab it and I kind of touch it up a little bit and make sure the mirrors are wiped down in certain areas that I like. And I feel really good about my car after just a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. Hey, car wash owners, are you experiencing rising water and sewer cost? Are you under the threat of water use restrictions? Or are you just not getting the results you were promised from your existing water recycling system? Whether you are building a new wash or currently have an existing wash, or whether you just need help with reclaim water odor, or want an entry-level reclaim system, or if you want to recycle all the water in your wash, AquaBio can help. AquaBio specializes in saving vehicle washes money on their water and sewer costs. Aquabio systems don't use any chemical treatments or ozone to eliminate odor or clean used wash water. Aquabio systems use aeration to control odor and naturally occurring microbes to clean used wash water. To learn more about Aquabio and the full line of water recycling solutions, visit aquabio.co or text the word clean water to 31996. Again, Text the word clean water to 31996. Well, why do customers try to push the edge on this? So let's talk <laughs> about that. You, you were talking about another industry. So the airline industry is a good example where customers try to push the edge. You know, I think we've just uh, generalizing now, we've become spoiled as a society where we want it all, right? We wanted, uh, we want the best, but we want it at the best prices, but then we'll complain about how it's not made in America, but I'm still going to shop at Walmart because that's where it's cheapest. So I think we've got all of these things that we want and they're unrealistic expectations. And yes, I think it manifests itself uh, the worst case in the airline industry. I think that's why airline travel is so horrible. People, you will hear people on airplanes complain about, how, oh, I'll never travel on American again, or I can't believe how tight these seats are. I can't believe they're getting away with not giving us food. But the, the primary, if not only decision point they made really at the end of the day was price. Yeah. Right. But they want the cheapest possible airfare but they want to be treated like they're in an Emirates apartment in the air, right? And, and that disconnect, I think, really shows itself a lot in our society these days for all kinds of different reasons that we won't get into in this, on this episode. But we see that the challenge for us as business owners is how do, we, how do we deal with that? And how do we, I think, at the end of the day, tell some customers to go away uh, in, in not so many words, right? Yeah, yeah. We got to be careful, I think, not to try to serve everybody because I don't know that that's possible. 
Yeah, I agree with that. And I think we've got to not not apologize for what we do. That's right. That's the most That's important right. thing is yeah. don't, don't apologize for what you do and have a clear picture of what you don't do either. Yeah. So. And so the airlines know darn well that while people will complain about everything, at the end of the day, the majority of the people on that airplane made the decision based on price exclusively. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, otherwise they would. Now, the airlines have gotten pretty smart by giving different grades of coach class. So That's right. You get That's a little right. bit of extra service now, and I see that even in Southwest has gotten that. Yeah. Um, has done that, but, uh, you know. But so you have to pay for it, right? Yeah. They pay a premium for that. They're giving people a choice. So that's good. Now, if they want to, they can, you know, they can get some of the things. Now, what they're doing in the meantime is they're taking away services they used to get for free. That's right. And they're charging for it. But, that's but right. That's, you know, that's a story for another You know, time. so maybe one of the ways that that, the way that we've interpreted that is if you buy our top package, at least we're, we're experimenting with this at one of our locations, then we'll do some prep and we'll do some more bug prep and other preps if you buy the top package, right? So that's kind of our way of saying, if you want the extra leg room or the wider seat or the food, then, then you got to pay for that. And I think our customers understand that as well. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. But it's, it's okay to say, hey, it's not, this is not what we specialize in, right? That's, that's right. That's my, that's my broader point, David, is that you got to kind of know who you are. And if you're trying to deliver everything for everybody, that's, that's a hard thing to do. I'm not saying it can't be done, but that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, you're, you're managing one of the, so you're picking two and you're managing the third. So that's how I look at it. And yeah, that, I like that. You know, you're, you're trying to get as best quality as you can in the time constraints, but our customers would rather come in quicker. They'd rather get in and out quicker, I believe, and not pay a lot of money um, than, you know, focus on making sure the car is completely dry and 100%, you know, we've got everything around the bumpers and in, in areas that are difficult to clean. I think most of our customers are satisfied with what they get and they, uh, you know, and they're, they're willing to trade that off for time. So they they know they're not going to wait in line. I mean, we, we could drop the conveyor speed down quite a bit and probably improve quality somewhat, but it's not going to get it to where we, you know, where we even think their expectations might be. Yeah. And the key thing that you did at your washes is you invested in the equipment that allows us to be faster and cheaper, I think. Right, right, right. So as a takeaway, Henry, what uh, what would be some takeaways for car wash owners here? Pick pick two, I think, would be the most important thing. Absolutely. Manage Understand the- really who, what it is that you're you're delivering. What is your value proposition here? What is That's it right. that you're really trying to deliver? Right. And then manage the third one. Yeah. And then figure out how to communicate to your customers and to your employees what we focus on. This is what we're good at, and this is what we're going to focus on. Yeah. I think to me that this is related on in other topics to this concept early on in my business career, I thought you had to be everything to everybody. You know, you had to satisfy every single customer. Now, what I'm saying is not that we're going to treat certain customers rudely or that we're not going to aspire to deliver hundred percent remarkable customer service, but there are some customers that don't are not willing to exchange in the value that I'm offering here. I'm offering you in our model, a fast, clean car, quote, you know, as clean as we can get it, but it, but it's not going to be to the level of a hand detail, but I'm giving you convenience at a good price. That's my value proposition to you. People who are not looking for that, I, I can't satisfy them and I can't, you know, exhaust myself and put my business at jeopardy in trying 
to satisfy that person. It's okay sometimes to tell people to go away. Yeah, and I, I think it's kind of a two-step process. I think first of all, you explain here, here's our, you know, here's what we're providing for our customers. We're trying to get people in and out at a really good price point. And so quality quality is not going to be like it is a hand detail. And then some people, so if you communicate that to five people, a couple of people will understand that. Say, okay, well, I understand that what you're doing. And, you know, they'll change their expectations in that case. There'll be a few people that won't. And that's where you might guide them to other types of car washes. Yeah. And again, when I say tell them to go away, I'm not saying you're, you know, you're going to blatantly say, Hey, we can't help you go away, but you, you stand firm just like you've done many times. You know, when someone says, Oh, this is car isn't clean. I want to wash it again. Sure. We'll wash it again. Uh, but you, but you try the best you can to explain to them and you don't then try to, you know, change your formula because you're not getting a perfectly clean car. In the case of us with an exterior express, we know we're doing a darn good job with what we have, but we understand that we're leaning more towards fast and cheap versus good. Right. 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 And, and like you said earlier, we're, we're not apologizing for that. This is what we're offering. And, and there are people who want that. Right. Yeah, it'd be interesting conversation. How do you manage customer expectations in general? Because if you yeah. start, you know, as, as an owner, you start thinking you're hearing that people are willing to pay for hand drying. Uh, you might have only heard it a couple times, but again, you're listening to customers who are, you know, trying to give you advice or feedback or complaining. Worst case, you don't hear from the 95% of the customers that are typically really happy with what you're doing. That's a it's huge topic. Discussion sometimes to talk yeah. about how do you manage that? that huge topic because I think every business owner faces that. The vocal minority can often influence us, and we got to be careful to discern noise from what am I really needing to hear about how I'm producing, you know, my product. Right. Right. But so, yeah, those are the key takeaways. I, I love, you know, I love this conversation because again, we're so challenged as business owners. And like you said, we hear so many people and this is in all types of businesses, but certainly in the car wash business where they're trying to be all things to all people. Yeah. It's challenging. So pick two, manage the third and communicate to your team and your customers what you're good at and uh, go from there. Well, Henry, thanks so much for joining me on this particular podcast. Appreciate it. Love it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the how of car washing. You know, we'd love for you to leave a comment. If you listen to it on iTunes or Stitcher, you know, leave a comment on those sites and let us know uh, how you like the podcast. You can also go to our website at www.thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us some uh, comments on future shows you'd like to hear. So we appreciate you listening and we'll look forward to having you next time on the How of Car Washing. Thank you for listening to the How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.